You're listening to On the Couch with Carly. Carly's couch is a safe space to talk. I'm a psychologist, but I'm not your pipe-smoking, tweed-wearing stereotype. Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Couch with Carly. I am Carly and it's a pleasure to be with you today. I'm going to talk to you about feelings. And feelings really are the bread and butter of psychological work. So yes, that cliche of a shrink asking the person in front of them, how does that make you feel, is really something that I have said multiple times. And it is something one gets asked multiple times in a therapy session. We really are interested in your feelings and what and what emotions come up for you when you are experiencing um, various events in your life. Uh, because feelings are really a huge part of who we are as human beings and what makes us interesting um, and what makes us unique. And, you know, particularly in the animal kingdom, we, as far as we know, are the only animal that is aware of our feelings and has like a, a dialogue about how we feel inside our head. Um, so we're not just we're not just reacting from a, a sort of instinctual place. So we all have feelings or emotions. And although this is obviously a given, some of us are better at handling our emotions than others. And um, today I'd like to talk about these really dif difficult feelings that come up um, and what we do about it. When people come to therapy, very often a large part of the work is just trying to notice and um, be aware of how you are running away from your emotions and how to stay with your emotions when you when they're there um, and we do this with, with various with various ways so there's something called defense mechanisms and I said I'm not going to speak in jargon on this on this podcast but a defense mechanism is basically a, a, a fancy way of saying we we do something rather than feel our feelings. And I believe defense mechanisms are, you know, have their place and it's very important that we do def defend against our feelings some of the time because if we were always feeling all our emotions all the time, we would probably never leave the house. So there is a certain amount of defensiveness that is actually required in order to be a functional human being. Um, but also there are times when those defenses are, are overused and they are actually keeping you from feeling feelings that you really need to feel. Um, so when you come to therapy, I help, to th I help you to think through your feelings. Some people need help becoming more uh, equipped at, at managing or um, wrangling their feelings. So some people are very overwhelmed by their feelings and overwhelmed by feelings that they don't need to be and they have to learn how to kind of cope better with their feelings. And that's one part of, of therapy is, is actually using strategies and coping mechanisms to help you kind of manage your feelings better. But what I'm talking about today actually is, is more the opposite. So what I'm talking about is the fact that for the most part, I think what I do in therapy is actually bring people into awareness of their feelings and bring people closer to their feelings so that they can actually feel the courage to feel their feelings. And it sounds so sort of like basic, like, oh, you just need to feel your feelings. But you, but you wouldn't believe how many people just 
all of us, we all kind of struggle to be with our feelings some of the time. Um, and so it has to be safe. And, and that's part of what being a psychologist, you know, I have to provide you with a safe space um, so that those feelings can be felt in a, in a way that doesn't feel threatening. It doesn't make you want to run away. Um, but the other way that we deal with our feelings is we we numb, you know, alcohol, drugs, working too much. If you over, if you if you're a workaholic, you you cram in work into every minute of every day. You can't switch off. Well, you're you're running away from your feelings, dude. Um, if you are trying to rush around and do things, you know. At, at fast speeds rather than to slow down, take it easy, be quiet with yourself, probably running away from feelings. So there's a lot of things we do that um, that when you go into therapy, you start to realize, oh, okay, so this is what I'm avoiding. And avoidance is a big, a big reason why, um, you know, a big, a big effort I make in therapy is to try and, and, and show you what, what you're avoiding. And you don't have to confront anything, right? I mean, I'm not here to tell you you have to confront those feelings, but we always look at what are the consequences of avoiding those feelings? You know, what what is happening now that you are avoiding those feelings? And very often those reasons, those consequences are the reasons why people are in therapy. So people will say, you know, I don't really want to face the fact that this and this happened, but I but the fact that I'm ignoring it means that it keeps on coming up in these relationships and that's really irritating. Well, that's a reason to face those feelings. So let me just cut to the chase. Um, my understanding about these big, big feelings that overwhelm us is that when we, when we experience feelings as huge um, and overwhelming and they seem like they're massive and like they're almost like eclipsing us, like they're taking over us, um, I understand this as being related to childhood. So I, sp I spoke in my first episode about how we do nod to Freud, you know, and, and that Freud had a huge um, part to play in how, we, in how we see childhood and our experiences in childhood as having an impact on our, on our adult selves and particularly in relationships. Um, but so what I, so what I do what I do think is really important is to understand how your childhood experiences made you feel because very often when we experience something as super like overly dramatic and, and, and almost triggering in, in, you know, in the way that we, we feel about, about something, um, it's very often because that feeling is actually our child part inside of ourselves that has that that has never had that feeling processed. So when, we, when we're little, we may experience all sorts of emotional experiences, but we don't have the verbal ability to reason or to make sense of. And, and technically, or like hopefully, we would have a grown-up, uh, you know, a parent or a caregiver who would think through those feelings with us, you know. So ideally, you would have someone who says, Oh, are you sad about that? I'm sorry that you're sad. Like, let's think about how, you know, why are you so sad about that? And then you have like language and under, an understanding of how to kind of process those emotions and, 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 um, digest them in a way that makes sense because someone's helping you make sense of them. But if you didn't have that or if, um, 
you you experience something and you you know you you didn't make sense of it at a time. It doesn't have to happen in childhood. It can happen in adulthood where you just didn't process it. You didn't think about it. You didn't make sense of it. Then those feelings get um, understood in a way that is almost like it, it's um, like getting a, a weird kind of feedback on a on a on a TV or a computer. You know that kind of like. <laughs> And you don't, you can't actually make sense of it. It feels overwhelming. So as a child, you're little, the world is big and you're little and feelings can can be big, but they're even bigger if no one makes sense of them. So what I, I always think of those feelings as, as big, big feelings for a child to feel. When you're grown up, you can actually process those feelings a lot easier and, and and when people are in therapy when something comes up in the moment so when they're not talking about a childhood experience but they something an experience that's happening to them right now if they're in therapy if they with if they have a, like a caring partner or a parent who's alive who, who helps them through it those feelings are are able to be processed quite quickly and quite easily so it's actually we have very little to be afraid of when it comes to feelings. Mostly, we are very capable of of connecting to our feelings and, and working through our feelings, unless we don't have anywhere to take them. And and so that's really the biggest tragedy is that when you're a child and you don't have anywhere to take your feelings and you don't know how to speak about your feelings because children don't know how to really speak about their feelings unless adults help them think through those feelings, then those feelings get internalized. And then... They are kind of the the little gremlins that are, are there throughout our lives. So if we don't address them, if we don't deal with them, then they kind of keep playing a part in how we respond to events in the present, even though they're actually feelings from a previous experience. And I, I hope that makes sense. It is quite tricky to, to understand it. Um, but, you know... Our best example of that and a kind of radical, kind of um, extreme example of that is trauma. So if something has been experienced in a in a traumatic way, so basically what tra- I don't really want to go into trauma right now, but basically what trauma is, is when you in, in, encode an experience under extremely high emotional stress and your brain actually literally cannot process or it cannot even encode that memory it can't even um, digest the memory in the first place or digest the experience in a way that makes sense and so we internalize it in a really weird bitty way that feels kind of fractured and incomprehensible Um, and then when we try or when we think about something that relates to the trauma, or if we're reminded of something that relates to the trauma, we get like a we get triggered, and we'll get like a you get like a flashback um, that then reminds you of the trauma, and and then what happens then is your emotions literally will feel as if you are re-experiencing the trauma, and that's very often from like a sensory perspective. So you'll you'll feel and hear and 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 smell things that feel like you're back at that in that moment. Um, so that's a really kind of, I guess, exaggerated example of how our experiences in the past come to almost haunt our our day to day lives. Um, but even if you didn't experience a, like a radical trauma, sometimes experiences in childhood are traumatic because of how um, 
difficult they were for us as children to understand. And if and if we didn't make sense of it then, then we have to make sense of it as adults. But because we're so afraid to think about our feelings and because the, the experience of those feelings feels so dramatic, we stay away from them. So we avoid them and by avoiding them they get bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually something will happen something breaks something some some relationship pattern will come up and you'll go oh my goodness I cannot actually avoid this any longer and that's often when people come to therapy so my job is really to be with you in your emotions and to and to model a kind of parenting really a kind of um, availability to your emotional range to say, I'm here, I'm here for all of it. I'm here for the good. I'm here for the bad. I'm here for the hard and, and for the easy. And I'll, and I'll stick it out with you no matter what goes on emotionally for you. And I think a lot of people are afraid of being with their emotions and they're afraid of expressing their emotions. Many, many people are afraid of expressing anger. And then you get some people who only express anger and are really, really afraid of being in touch with what's underneath the anger, which is very often feelings of vulnerability, sadness, pain, shame. Um, you know, it is, it is through talking that feelings are understood. And that's something I do believe in. I do believe in the talking cure, so to speak. Um, that is what I do. And, you know, there is this word emotional, well, this phrase emotional intelligence going around. And I do think it has some relevance. There is a, there is a kind of emotional intelligence that people have. Some people are just more equipped at managing emotions, at thinking through their feelings, at, 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 um, digesting feelings and making sense of them. And I also believe that you can learn to make sense of your feelings. And so therapy is also an incredible way of building a capacity for managing feelings and for building a capacity for understanding the kind of breadth and depth of feelings and, and knowing that it's a there's a huge spectrum and that we are, are really capable of, of a huge range and that that's okay. And that so if the feelings get intense... Um, that, that that's also okay. It's okay and, and manageable and that we can survive it. Um, whereas I think if you don't want to deal with your feelings, you often fear that they're, that, that the big, the big scary feelings aren't really survivable. Um, and that's, that's like a number one fear that people come to therapy with is they, they, they tell me they don't want to, they don't want to feel their feelings. And when we, when we explore it, they, they get to a point where they say, if I let this in, if I let my guard down, if I, sh if I show myself what I'm really feeling, I'll never leave this place. I'll never get out of it. I'll sink into this hole and I will never climb out of it. And I think that's a huge and real fear for people and one that I have never, ever seen happen. So I know what depression is and depression is very much a hole that you can't get out of. But to be honest very, very often depression, that hole that you're in is not because you're feeling your feelings. It's almost because you're denying yourself your feelings and you get into, you get stuck. Um, but I'm going to go into that at, a, at another, at another time. I'd like to do a, a standalone episode on depression and a standalone episode on, on anxiety and a standalone episode on trauma. I think that's, I think that's deserving. This is more like a general discussion around emotions and how to manage your feelings. Um, 
So what what I do as as a psychologist is I as I said I practice this concept of being with, which is um, which is really just the hardest and most critical thing I I think anyone could do with emotions, and we are not that great of it great at it in relationships. So as a psychologist, it's quite easy for me. Okay, maybe not say easy, but it's easier for me to do it as a psychologist because I'm not invested in the relationship in the same way. Um, and I don't get triggered in the same way as I would if it was someone I know or someone that I, you know, have an intimate relationship with. Um, I can I can see your emotions and I can know that my job is to be with you in these in these moments and that there's nothing else that matters. Whereas if if it's a, a relationship uh, like a sister or a mother or a partner, um it's really hard for us to put aside our own feelings that are triggered um, and not want that person to be with our feelings. And in that way, we almost like compete for empathy in relationships. So so yes, so, so being with is very much an empathic or empathetic. Um, I've never really understood what the difference between those words are, empathic and empathetic. Anyway, um, it's, a, it's a response to someone in, in their feelings that says, I'm here, I'm with you. You don't have to change your feelings. You don't have to do anything to be different. I'm accepting you just as you are. Um, and I think that's huge for people. I think that makes all the difference to have that experience. So I suppose how I'd like to end off this episode, which has just been a kind of rambling of mine around feelings and around why I talk about feelings in therapy, but I, I suppose... I want to just give you something to think about that you can do at home and uh, in your own minds, um, in your own relationships. So yes, I do believe everyone can benefit from therapy. And I do believe that talking about feelings, making sense of feelings, understanding your feelings is so critical in becoming a more mature and a responsible human being. Uh, because when we are aware of our feelings, when we can uh, register and make sense of and work with our own feelings, we we don't need to project them onto anyone else. We can actually manage it and cope with it ourselves. Um, but you can also learn some techniques or you can actually just think about this on your own. You don't have to come to therapy if you don't feel the consequences are that dire yet or at all. Um so one of the things I would ask you to do if if you came to therapy and I thought you weren't feeling your feelings or you weren't um, thinking about the connection between your feelings and, and your behaviors is I would ask you to start kind of like journaling or um, keeping a note of what your emotions were throughout the week so that we could sort of try and get a, a feel um, and try and like map out your emotional landscape. And so... One of the things I would do is I would is I would tr you know start very very you know right at the beginning I would start by just start starting to reflect on emotions and talk about emotions and use emotional language. What do you feel? What was that like? What was the emotion that you were experiencing at that time? And some people really struggle just to name emotions, right? I mean, I've actually had to hand out lists of words that one uses for emotions. Like there's many variations of words that we use, frustrated, hopeful, delighted, interested. Um, yeah, you can, you get the grip, you get the drift and you can look it up online. You can look for different um, 
words that people use to describe emotions. But that's one of the things is to just get a vocabulary of how I'm feeling right now. And you can start with the basics, right? Um, but the, the next step would be to look at, well, kind of how big are these feelings when you feel them? Like, are they totally overwhelming? Are you feeling, you know, them to an incredible intensity? Like I always use a scale of one to tens, one being the sort of least you could feel of that emotion, 10 being the most you could ever feel. So um, an anger of 10 would be the most angry you've ever felt in your life. Um, and then I try and track like what triggered that emotion? What what happened that you felt that feeling, you know? And then also to look at what were the thoughts you were thinking because that gives me an idea of like what about you and your makeup and your ideas of yourself kind of contributed to why you were feeling that feeling. Um, so, for example, um, you know, if you screamed at someone in traffic and you came to therapy and you said, I feel really bad about that. They had their window down. They heard me. I saw that they were really upset and then I felt really guilty about that. Then I might say... Um, to you okay well let's like look at that okay what were you feeling I was feeling frustrated or angry okay what intensity of like six out of ten okay what triggered you it was the car pulling out in front of me what were you thinking I was thinking um you know how dare they don't they know who I am or whatever I'm just saying as an example that would give me insight into like how you think and what are your inner workings and then I ask you to think about what did you do in response well I swore I pulled a zap whatever um, and then we think about well what could you do differently with those emotions like if you had the opportunity to go back in time to like rewind the tape and press pause at the moment where you start to experience those emotions what would you do differently well at a very, very basic level, what I would hope for you to think about after this episode is for you to just start to imagine and um, not even just imagine, but just like have an insight into your emotions. So to just stop and ask yourself, what am I feeling? You know, um, it seems so simple, but we don't do that in our days. Like we just go, 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 go onto the next task, onto the next task. And we're having an experience the entire time that has got in some emotional quality to it but we don't really reflect on that so most of the time we don't have to ask ourselves what am I feeling what am I feeling but if you are feeling uncomfortable if something is not going okay if you are I don't know watching yourself and you started tapping your foot or you started picking your nails or biting your nails or pulling your hair or started to smoke or started to drink or started to do something that you're not happy about doing ask yourself what am I feeling what am I feeling that's prompting me to take action that is in somewhat distracting me from my own experience? Um, and then try to understand why am I feeling this way? Like what was the trigger? What happened? What 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 am I responding to? You know, is this is this something that happened now? Is it something that happened before that I'm that I'm reminded of because of what's happening now? And then to kind of get a a grip on those feelings to kind of speak to yourself about it. Okay, I'm feeling really anxious. This is really hard for me. Um, I'm imagining this. I'm imagining that. I'm worrying about this. I'm worrying about that. And then to kind of say, okay, well, what am I going to do about it? Yes, I can punch a wall. That is one option. I can shout at my lover. That is another option. But what do I really want to achieve? Like, what are 
what would what would be the consequence that I think would be um, safer, more helpful, um, more kinder to myself and everyone around me? And and then that's when you can then think of, okay, I actually want to do something with these emotions rather. And my whole thing is I don't ever say to people, um, like, I, I don't want you to feel like you have to take your emotions and bury them or some emotions are bad and some emotions are good or all emotions are okay. Like we have to accept all of our emotions, our entire emotional range. But the most important thing is that you take responsibility for your emotions. So if I'm having a hard time, it's my responsibility to soothe these feelings. It's my responsibility to take care of myself, to to um, engage in an activity that will regulate these emotions and help myself to manage these difficult experiences. So for example, things like breathing, beautiful. You know, I'm noticing I'm anxious. I'm noticing I'm scared. I'm taking five minutes and I'm just going to breathe and I'm just going to focus on my breath and I'm going to try and stay with my with my own with my own feelings in this moment and just breathe in and out and and try and calm myself down. Or some people really love using sport or physical activity to help manage feelings and I think that's great. Um, going for a run, going to gym, doing a class, even like if you have a punching bag, going and punching and kicking it, great, you know. Um, anything that that transforms that energy and also acknowledges the emotions for you and says, you know, something that says to you, I'm here for you. I'm here for these emotions. I'm not leaving you. I'm going to stick it out. And, you, and this is you talking to you, by the way. It sounds crazy, but it's, it's, it, that's the, that's the message. Um, so yeah, so, so that's what I, that's my bottom line. As I say, learn to identify emotions, name the feeling. What are you feeling? And then what am I going to do about it? What, well, what, what triggered it? And then what am I going to do about it? Um, now, the, all of this is easy, easier said than done. I mean, this is why people come to therapy is that it's not that easy to do this on your own. So having someone who's tracking this with you, who's focusing on, on your triggers, who's, who's with you in this process as you try to unpack what is going on when you have these emotional experiences is really, really helpful. And that's why I do believe that therapy is you know, so invaluable. Um, but in the meantime, there's no harm in starting to think about these things on your own. And I think what's so beautiful is we live in this age of, um, you know, technology and internet access and podcasts and, and TED Talks where um, never before have we had access to more brilliant minds thinking about subjects like, you know, difficult subjects that, 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 we, that we can face together in a way um so yeah I, I i love that and um i'd love to hear from you i'd love to hear what feelings do you struggle with the most um some people really do struggle with some emotions more than others and um as i said to you this is because for the most part it's to do with our childhood experiences so uh, we're gonna have another episode where we talk about uh, my parenting program circle of security and we're going to look specifically at that, like what happens when um, when our parents are not able to 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 be there and support us in certain with certain emotions and not with others. Um, so please, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Bit of a rambling episode, but interesting. 
was anything I said kind of new or did it make you think, uh, do you want more of anything? Was there anything that you felt was lacking in depth or, um, I mean, I did just kind of skim over some things. So, you know, I'd love to do a follow-up episode, maybe with a specific focus. So I'd love to hear from you. Um, let me know. Yeah, you can follow me on social medias. I'm at On The Couch With Carly. And yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Twitter is actually at Carly Abramovitz, but it's fine. You can find that through my um, Instagram or Facebook. And actually, I'm not really on Twitter that much. So just get hold of me on Facebook or Instagram or email me, info at On The Couch With Carly or Carly at On The Couch With Carly.com. Cool. Thanks. It was nice to talk into a microphone for half an hour. <laughs> and imagine all of you lovely people listening to me one day. <laughs> okay. I'll be back. See you soon. Bye. This podcast is recorded at Edible Audio in Cape Town, South Africa. Edited by Edible Audio. Original music by Alex Smiley. Thank you.